so you think you can control your thoughts. It's a nice idea, isn't it? And everybody tells you to think positive or to stop to think a certain way. Stop thinking negative. What a nice thought if it was just able to be done. You know, just like putting the telephone on mute. Wouldn't that be lovely? But I'm going to give you some bad news. You're not in control of your thoughts in any way. Now then, let me explain. Welcome to Stillness in the Storms, the podcast by Stephen Webb, your host, yours truly. And it's a podcast that just helps you to see life a little bit different. And hopefully, in the meantime, get a little bit of inner peace and calm from the result. So I want to talk about our thoughts and how the mind works. But first of all, I want to tell you a little story. I was the person that, you know, you imagine this person that had been through difficulty and he broke his neck and he was always happy and he was always like this happy-go-lucky, always seemed to be on the positive side, always thought positively. And whenever anybody would be negative around him, he'd oh, just think positive, be happy. You know, you've just got to look on the bright side. Flip it around, turn it around. I was that person. And then I hit my rock bottom. And it happened a few times, but when I really hit my rock bottom, and I don't know if any of you know the story, but I'm going to tell you, just in case you haven't heard it. Um, I was, I found myself single. My partner had just left and I had no money. Every, everything was going wrong. And my, my life was completely snowballing. I was in the doorway to Boots and my chair just broke down. It's like a supermarket for well-being stuff. A wire had caught, caught around the wheel and that was it. It grinded to a halt. And I sat there and I just burst out in tears. Here was a 40-year-old, fully grown man, crying. And it wasn't just tears that I could hold back. I was literally bawling my eyes out. I'd had enough. You know, if anything could go wrong in my life, it was then and it had. And it all just, I don't know, just it was the perfect storm, everything. And I was in a wheelchair that I couldn't, I had no money to repair. I was single. I My credit cards were to the hilt. I felt lonely. I, I felt just, oh, that was it. My whole life was, my whole life sucked. And the security guard that was just stood on a little platform a few feet away, stepped down off the platform, walked over to me and just squeezed my shoulder. And it was that quiet moment that's like, oh, I got to sort my life out, but I just didn't know how to. And it was at that point, I think, that, my mind just started coming back with all the thoughts of everything that was going wrong. Just a couple of weeks before that, somebody who I was dating for about 18 months had finished with me completely out of the blue. I had no idea it was going to happen. I thought the relationship was perfect. You know, I thought I was the best boyfriend. I took her an Indian a few days before. You know, what kind of, what kind of boyfriend does that? I was the ultimate boyfriend. I had no idea, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. But I was this positive thing, see all the good side and all that all the time. And then 
she let me know that she wanted to move on and when I say move on, not to find somebody else, but just at the time I thought she was good. I thought she was going to see somebody else, but that was just hurting. That was just painful thoughts. But she left. She let me know and, uh, and come over and picked up her stuff. And that was the moment where all my thoughts left me. All my soul left me. It's like my ego had said, do you know what, Stevie? I've done everything for you all your life. You're on your own now, mate. And I just felt nothing for about two weeks. I was in a, I felt no good. I felt no bad. I didn't have no drive. I had no, I had nothing. There was nothing there. And if I didn't have carers to get me out of bed and I I don't know what I'd have done. I think I'd just got in bed and done nothing. And I just, that was it. I had no thoughts and it was really, really weird. It was like as if I was on my own, but. I didn't exist. And I, I think they call it the dark night of the soul when, you know, it's just, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm done with you, Stevie. But there's no Stevie. Just done. That's it. And then a couple of weeks later, when I started to get back on my feet, metaphorically, that's when everything really went wrong. My wheelchair broke and my credit cards were to the hilt and sat in that doorway, bawling my eyes out. I had to get a friend to come down and help me into the van and took me home. And that was when all of my thoughts started to come back in my mind. All the thoughts of, oh, they're having an affair, they're doing this, they're seeing that. You know, they're doing all the things that I wanted to do. But it wasn't only that. Everybody was having a better life than me. And suddenly, for the first time in my life, really in a deep way, I found myself only thinking negative. Every thought was bad and it was so painful. I had no idea how painful it could get, but it was just horribly painful. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I felt sick all the time. And all I wanted to do was shut my mind off. And like I said, for the first time, I really experienced what it was like to not be that positive person. And then after a while, and I was drinking to get myself to sleep and things like that. But after a while, I started reading a book, and it was As a Man Think of by James Allen. And it gave me the thoughts that I am what I think. And it separated me from my thoughts. So I recognized that there's thoughts. Ah, there's a thought. And I could be aware of that thought. So if you think of... I don't know, of a flying pink elephant right now. You're a person sat there thinking of and being aware of that thought. Okay, bear with me a minute because this will have meaning in a minute. You know, when you first introduce this, you're like, what? Okay, but just bear with me for a minute. Open your mind and just enjoy the journey just for the minute. So, we have thoughts. I have thoughts. I started watching those thoughts in meditation and every book told me I could meditate or I should meditate. That was the answer. I disagreed with every book because I was like, no, I can't meditate. I think too much. But after 10 books, every single one of them telling you you've got to meditate or to give it a try, at some point you've got to go, ah, okay. These are all people that have turned their lives around and they, you know, they're, they're telling me 
to do something. And here I am, my life's a mess, telling them I cannot do the one thing they're telling me to do. So at some point, you've got to listen to someone that's already sorted their shit out. So I started meditating, or I just started sitting there and observing my thoughts. And I realized one thing. I wasn't in control of my thoughts. Now think about that for a minute. If you're in control of your thoughts, what is your next thought? Come on, you, you can tell me, you can just tell me now, what is your next thought going to be? The mind goes blank. Because you're not in control of what your next thoughts are. They come subconsciously out of your mind. Your mind, you, you, you haven't got exclusive access to it. I know it's crazy, but you haven't. You know, it's in your head, it is you, but you don't have exclusive access. You don't have the ability to tune into that back door and choose what's in there. You know, the sounds that go in, there's not a lot you can do about it. Your ears are open all the time. So the thoughts that come up, just like sounds that come up, they're there all the time. You you cannot choose. So now you're thinking, oh, okay, brilliant. So now I can never think positive. I can never change my life because I'm not in control of my thoughts. What am I in control of? Good question. And, and that's the wise question. What am I in control of? Well, you're in control of what you do with the thoughts. That's like eating a donut. Now then, if you've got, if you're told you have to eat that donut, you don't have any choice of where it goes on the body. We don't even choose where a donut goes on our body. Think about that for a moment. Okay, this is a terrible analogy. I don't even know why I went to this analogy. But you'll get the point that we're not in control. <laughs> oh, you know me. You've listened to this podcast long enough that I go on enough tangents. Forget the donut. Forget that analogy. <laughs> but you are not in control. When a thought arises, it's already there. You can't do anything about it. It's like a child running up to you and giving you an ice cream. This is a bare analogy. A child runs up to you and says, here's an ice cream. We've got the ice cream then. What we want to do is we want to change the ice cream into something different because we don't like it. Perhaps he gives us a, a banana ice cream. Who has banana ice creams? You do now. So he walks up with a banana ice cream. And you're like, you don't want a banana ice cream. So we jump up and down and we get teasy. And someone comes and tells us, well, just change the ice cream. You cannot just change the ice cream because it's already there. It's present. It's already formed. But what we can do is we can help the child understand that we don't like banana ice cream. And to help the child by, well, I'm not so keen on that one, so I'll put it in the bin. When you've got a mint chocolate chip ice cream, bring that one to me. And then the child will go, oh, really? You, like, messed up my game. The next time it'll bring a chocolate chip one. And you go, thank you, that's brilliant, that's amazing. And then the child's like, ah, that's the response I wanted. But your subconscious mind is like that child. It's giving you thoughts. It's giving you all kinds of thoughts. They're not good nor bad, they're just thoughts it's what we do it's how we determine what those thoughts are so if we go oh that's a bad one we tend to focus on it if we go that's a good one 
we tend to not really give much weight to it. So the subconscious mind does not know what thoughts to give you. So it's literally the mind thinks shit up all the time. All the time. It just does it. It just drives down the road and thinks, what would you do if you drove over the wall? What do you do if you run into those people? What do you do if you ended up pouring that drink on your head? Then the mind's just thinking of scenarios to protect you. The mind's just, you know, and you know the good ones when you're sitting there and someone quite sexy is in the room and you go, hmm, wouldn't mind. Might not be appropriate, but we've all done it. Doesn't mean to say we have to act upon it and do anything with it, but we've all done it. And then we try to get rid of that thought as well. So the mind just thinks of thoughts up all the time. It's just what it does. But we actively know whether or not to get on them or not. And when you're driving down the road and it comes up with a thought of doing something in the car that is clearly going to endanger lives, we go, no, I'm not going to get on that thought and I'm not going to do it. But why do we get on these thoughts that are not necessarily damaging right then, but they are damaging over time? Thoughts of when I found myself single and rock bottom, a thought that my ex was with someone in an intimate position at that time. And that would hurt like hell. So why did I focus on it so much? Well, it gave me a deep feeling. Now, my subconscious mind doesn't mind what the feeling is. It just cares that it gave you a deep feeling. Just the same as the child, doesn't matter whether the attention is good or bad. It still wants attention. So now it's starting to build a picture now of you're not in control of the thoughts, but you're in control of which thoughts you get on. So that's how you can turn your mind around to be more positive or to be more healthier. Because I don't like the positive and negative, the good and bad. I don't think that helps. Because a negative thought doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means it's trying to protect you. We need negative thoughts. And I've done a podcast about that, and I will link to it below in the show notes. You know, a negative bias is a good thing. If we didn't have a negative bias, most of us would end up killing ourselves by the time we're 10. And if one, I would have done dumbass things if my mind wasn't coming up with scenarios saying, don't do that. You know, we have to almost think of the bad in order to prevent us doing it. Unfortunately, the subconscious mind doesn't look at good or bad as good or bad. It just looks at it as a habit. So uh, what is a healthy mind? How do we replace this? Think positive, which doesn't work for very long either, because you think of all these people that think positive and happy and, oh, it's all great. Life's just a bowl of wonderful love and fun. You know, we all know these people and I've tried to be them. It all comes crashing down about every three weeks and two days. You bump into them on the street, how's it going? Oh, no, you wouldn't believe what's just happened. Well, last week, you were like the bundle of love and all the trees were. You know, and d trust me, I'm not knocking. I'm, I'm like, I, I, think that, I, I think this is a brilliant segment to growing up. I, I think it's, we have to go through that realization in order to realize that that's not sustainable. All humans are doing these things all the time. We realize that it's not 100% healthy. So, but we have to try it. We have to do it. So 
what is a healthy mind? What would a healthy mind look like? What would a healthy mind do? Well, a healthy mind would, it's slow enough. It's going, it's going at the right pace. And this is through meditation and mindfulness that a thought arises and it can be aware of the thought instead of just becoming the thought. So instead of having a thought and just going with a habitable response that you've always done, you've got that little gap. So a thought happens and you can go, hmm, is this a productive, healthy thought? Or is this an irrelevant thought? Is this a helpful thought? Um, is this something that is not is really quite helpful, although it's negative, but it's not relevant to this moment? So you can become aware of what the thought is. And you can make a wise choice what to do with the thought. And that's where the wisdom is. That this is where this is where the gold is. This is where the enlightenment enlightenment is. And this is where my life is no better now, really, than when I was at my rock bottom. It might seem like it is. My finances are about the same. Um, I'm still single. Um, you know, I still spend as much time alone. Um, okay, I'm mayor of Truro, which is pretty awesome. But that comes with more pressures. As a city councillor, that comes with more pressures. I've almost got more problems now than what I had then. So, so going back to our thoughts, so they arise, wisdom, enlightenment, healthy. What is the thought? Do we have to go with it or not? And you slowly train the subconscious mind what you want to think about. So you slowly become not so much a positive thinker, not so much a negative thinker. or um, you. Well, well, we do this anyway. All of our lives, we're teaching the subconscious mind what to do. The only thing is you're doing it consciously rather than subconsciously. Your mind has always been learning what you want to think about. Hence the law of attraction. When you think about debt, you have more debt. When you think about being a victim, you're more of a victim. When you think about positive things, you become more positive. So what you can do when you have, say, a gratitude of something, when you lose something, Instead of just going down that, oh, I've lost it. I can't believe I got nothing left and they've left me and I've just lost my Louis Vuitton um, bag or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you lost and you think it's the end of the world. You can go, wait a minute, that's just a thought. Yes, I've lost that, but I've still got this, this and this. So you can actively think, you know, that little gap, you can choose what to do with the thought. That's it. That's the answer. And you can literally, and I'm reading a book at the moment called The Choice by Edith Egger. Um, she was a young girl and she went to Auschwitz and on the day she got there, she lost both parents. And it was really the most awful of circumstances. And at that point, she realized that she still had her sister. So instead of thinking, I've lost this and this, I've lost my home and all that. I've still got my sister. And she was able to, she said the phrase, it's what you focus your attention on. So if you focus your attention on what you lost or focus your attention on what you still have, there's the answer. That's the answer to feeling miserable or not. That's the answer to being a victim or not. 
It's where you focus your attention on. So a thought comes up. What do you want to do with it? Do you want to dump it in the bin? Do you want to go with it? Do you want to grow it? Do you want to... So doing it consciously. But don't try to change the thought. And this is the point, going right back to the beginning of the podcast. I said you're not in control of the thoughts. And you're not. You're not in control of the flavor ice cream that that child brings you because you've subconsciously trained the child to bring you a certain ice cream. Now you're going to consciously train the child, train the child as a tongue twister, to bring you the ice cream you want. Okay? Forget the donut metaphor. That's for a different podcast. That's about stoicism and what you're in control of. And you'll be surprised. You're in control of very little. But one thing you're in control of is what you do with the thought. So stop trying to change a thought. Stop being annoyed with your mind for the thought. Every thought your mind is coming up with is one you've subconsciously trained it to do already. You haven't consciously taken over. And I don't all the time, don't get me wrong, not every thought that arises, I, oh, let's sit down and analyze it. I'm still going with a habit 99% of the day. But that 1% changing is making all the difference. It really does. So I never, no longer preach to people think positive. I don't tell people how to think. I invite people to, to respond to their thoughts. Hope that makes sense, if that helps. So I said I would release a podcast this week, whether it was good or bad, but this is the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it will make a difference. Hopefully it will give you a different way of looking at your mind. And let me know in the reviews and the comments um, what you think of the podcast. Let me know if what kind of topics you'd like me to cover. Ask me questions. Um, send an email to me, stephenweb.uk. It's got all the links. So that take care. Have an amazing month and I will see you next week. And remember, stop trying to change your thoughts. But you are in control of what you do with them. Love you and have a good one.